The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Happy Sunday evening, everyone. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate them for that. Uh, I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson, talking a bunch of fantasy baseball. Jeff, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Although my main event team had a really crappy day, uh, the one that's competitive, that is. Uh, dropped six points in one day. It's hard to that's, do that at the end of I was August. Say that's but... hard to do in late August. What did you have a, a zero offense day, a bad pitching day? What happened? More bad bad pitching couple of days, and I think it just kind of settled into that. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where it just uh, we lost about 10 points in the week and lost six points today, though. Uh, Madison Baumgartner didn't do well against yeah. the Phillies. That wasn't great. Paul Seawold actually kind of struggled a little bit today. The Dodgers used Kenley Jansen in a weird way, uh, like in the seventh inning, and then had Justin Turner pitch the eighth, and I don't understand that any way, shape, were- or form. Dodgers are utterly pathetic. So they literally gave up that game, which I get yep. they want to like save up for the Giants this weekend, but it made no sense to give away that game. It's just every game matters. That's every game matters. I mean, I know you want the head to head, but they didn't even match up. They could have gone Julio Urias today and then mm-hmm. been able to go him, Scherzer, and Bueller against the Giants. Didn't do that because they want to give Urias an extra day, but like either line up for the Giants or don't, but do it. Don't go halfway. And then you just give this game. You don't start guys. You, you throw Justin Turner in a five nothing game. Like, I looked up and I thought that like whatever box score I looked at was wrong. I figured maybe the the Rockies had scored four runs in the eighth and I just missed it. But a five nothing game like the Dodgers' offense that's not a crazy comeback. I mean, obviously it's big, but it's not like they're facing you know Josh Hader in the ninth. Like I'm sorry, right. I don't know. I hated it. Facing a team that just booted their closer from the yeah. job. I mean, yeah, yeah. Their, their closer gave eight runs this week, so it's not like you're facing uh, facing a big big pitcher, but. I don't know. I just yeah, think, yeah. I, I think it sends a bad message at five nothing too. Like at ten nothing, I know you don't like it, but I, at ten nothing, twelve nothing, like I don't really care that much. But at five nothing, that seemed insane, especially to throw a guy out there that like is one of your regulars. Like he get hurt. Like I just, it just made no sense. Who seems to be somewhat on the fragile side right. too. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he just really wanted to do it, but like find a better game for that. Yeah, or just don't do that. You've got nine pitchers and uh, nine bullpen yeah. guys. I yeah. mean. I know they'd had a bullpen start, to, uh, the, or, you know, a couple of bullpen starts this week, but it's so weird. I mean, the Dodgers use a lot of pitchers this year too. Just, yeah, I expect that sort of tomfoolery from like the Rockies. 
actually. Yeah, exactly right. That was yeah. It was a weird, a weird, strange mm. day. Uh, A's on Sunday night baseball, so you know it's a weird, strange day. I read a stat that uh, the last time the A's won a game of Sunday baseball was actually 2004. So that'll tell you something about uh, who they who they choose, how they choose teams for Sunday baseball. But it was uh, the A's had a really, really bad week, and then won these last two games against the Yankees this weekend, which uh, kind of saved them big time because if they had lost those games, got swept, uh, I think it was all she wrote for the season. Yeah, instead they won won a couple of games against them. Yeah. Instead, snapped that snapped that losing streak. So yeah, that's pretty. That was pretty uh, sweet for them. Uh, I can't remember the last time the Reds even played Sunday night. Uh, it, it's been a really long time. Yeah, the, the A's do not get many of them. But it was, uh, yeah, Paul Blackburn was out there literally doing all kinds of dancing through raindrops. He had guys on base every inning, got a double play, and I actually yep. picked him up in the main event for the two starts. And I was like, this is going to be like they got. He, I think he walked uh, walked Lemayhew and then Stanton roped the ball in the first inning for a single. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is going to be one of those like you know one and two thirds eight earned runs. But he, he managed to get through five. They blew the they blew the wind because Jan Gomes can't catch a pop up and Chapman actually made an error. It was a weird, strange game. Or was made, a really weird yeah, game. Yeah, or Shella made two errors and Chapman man, is just a weird it was a weird game but uh they got away with them when Tony Kemp hits a home run to win the game you know it's a strange game which is like the second extra base hit of the game for that matter too yeah, yeah, that really was wild. weird too yeah you get a, yeah. a Yankees lineup against Paul Blackburn you get the, no no extra base hits around there it's, it's very strange by the way this is in this situation what you need is throw out the launch angle throw out the exit velocity just oh do old-fashioned he's painful my Dude. favorite was maybe it was like well, it was the seventh inning and I'm Anderson's up and I'm like oh god don't bunt and A Rod's like you need a bunt right here and he popped it up and said nothing about how the bunt didn't work once the rest of the way and I was like right. in the seventh inning against the Yankees offense you can't give up an out like I he seemed like he was kind of trying to bunt for a hit but the, the corners were coming in it wasn't gonna work I just I don't know the ninth inning and tie game fine I get it Anderson's not gonna get hit anyway but like God in the seventh inning when you got you know you have Stanton Judge and, and Gallo come up again like I don't know when you play for one run of the seventh. Yeah, and I agree. And more to the point, too. Uh, you know, I, you know about the, this this whole broadcast. I hate muting broadcasts for baseball. I like having it on in the background. It's a pleasant, like, usually I background, like background noise. noise too. Yeah. And I like to know what's going on in the game. I mute I, the Sunday night game all the time when I'm working on my fab. I just it yeah. drives me to a point where I'm like, Ugh, and there's no nothing to switch to. I actually, I actually like Vasquez when he's doing A's games because he grew up an A's fan, so he has a lot of like good stories and talks about Ricky Henderson days and stuff. So there are a couple good things in there, but A Rod just kind of ruined it every time they started talking about yeah. stuff. But uh, the, and I just have to realize too, I'm not the target audience. You um, are, you are. It's a national, because, bro- it's a national broadcast. They are not, they are not targeting the you know top half and a half percent of people who follow baseball. Yeah, like if you haven't seen Starling Marte play before, who hasn't <laughs> seen Starling Marte play before? And then I realized probably a lot of people, probably a good in, chunk of people. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona, I, I, I Miami, was tweet, and, yeah. yeah, tweet not sent. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh before that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Probably has a lot of people like that. I haven't yes. seen. Them. I got a text earlier. He's like, oh, I like this Marte. I think the A's are going to sign him. I was like, no. So yeah, that, that is not coming either. But uh, anyway, we got uh, we got five full weeks left in the season, Jeff. That's still a lot of time to make a move. I know it feels like we're at the end of the season, but five weeks is still a long time. Um, we got week 23 coming up here. We got uh, looking ahead. We got uh, one, two, we got seven teams with seven games. So pretty full schedule. So we get Atlanta, Colorado, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Boston, the amazingly unbeatable Giants and uh, the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. We've got uh, there's a couple teams that have five games at DH, and they only one team with five games. Uh, that is the White Sox, who scored about 700 runs this weekend. It was a uh, it was they, their offense is now clicking on all cylinders. They just, just can get Tim Anderson back. That uh, there there's no place to take a breath in that lineup anymore. Well, the th- weird thing is they went crazy Friday night. Yeah. They went crazy today. They got shut out on Saturday. Oh, that's Alec Mills was the, with the shutout, right? Yeah. I- 
Didn't yeah. understand that one at all. I, mean, I was looking at a couple of pitchers this week in Fab, and I saw the White Sox, and I just crossed them off. I don't think I want anybody that's in this stream. I know Mills pitched well, but yeah. I just think there's too many spots in that lineup. You give up a three and homer, they can hurt you really quickly. Yeah. I had a White Sox stack going Friday night. Did not have Yasmani Grandal. That was oh. you know, that hurt. I mean, I still made money, but it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and then, and of course, like I, I paid up for Brandon Lau instead of pay, paying up for Grandall because, oh, first game off the IL. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was his first game. Hard to blame that too much, but eight RBIs later, that was, that oh, was tough. I mean, I would have made all the monies. Uh, yeah. Just put anybody, literally anybody. Like my White Sox stack was really good st- despite that. Yeah. The other three, the three other guys, I think, combined for two points, and that, including Lau, who had a big fat zero against the Orioles. So that was awesome. Yeah, it's tough. You got to hit the stack, but you got those other those are two or three guys are tough. Have you uh, have how's your D- DFS baseball been going? I have not played once this year, believe it or not. Really? Uh, yeah. it, it's okay. Uh, I go through some good streaks, go through some bad streaks. I mean, you mostly play cash games. You play tournaments. How do you kind of fall out? Single entry. I, you know, I had I like Brock. I had Brock on the pod uh, way back in like May or something. Yeah, he's he's, like, a, he's a good DFS player. He was telling. He was you know he emphasized that's where you're going to get a better deal for the rake. Yeah. Uh, that, that cash games, they've upped the rake, even head to heads. My, and you know, the thing is, and this has always been true. The higher you pay up, pay in, you know, the lower the rake, I'm still have a hard time getting past that though. And so I'll it's like, funny you, you look at, you look at some of those scores for like the big players and you're like, Oh, that's about what I scored. And you, I won $12 in mine. They won 8,000 in theirs. Cause you know, there's just obviously so many more people in the smaller entry things that, uh, you know, so it takes a, it takes a, it takes a lower score and it takes a less rake, but it's just. You got to be able to play to pay up there too. I try to play the twelve dollars single entry most days. I like that. I play that in uh, golf every week. That's it's called the Albatross there, but it's one of my favorite yeah. uh, favorite contests. There, I, I like I like the single entry there too. Yeah. So let's see, we got the we got schedule wise, we got the Rockies are in. Uh, they have a split week. They do have four against the Braves in Coors Field, three at Texas. Um, so a pretty good week there if you uh, if you want some uh, Colorado players. Uh, Yankees have a nice schedule, but I think everybody uh, kind of has all the Yankees players already anyway, so that doesn't really work too well. But um, NL teams and AL parks, we got three over the weekend. We have the Tigers visiting our Reds uh, Friday through Sunday. Houston going to San Diego. It's a pretty good series Friday through Sunday, although the Potters are kind of uh, not especially great right now. And then Seattle at uh, the Diamondbacks Friday through Sunday too. There's nothing really that fires me up there. I think that Jordan Alvarez is probably going to have to play outfield because he's probably the best hitter right now. And he was already outfield eligible. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, got, they've, been, they've been playing him enough out there. Yeah, it's a huge week for the Phillies. They get Washington and Miami while uh, on the road, mind you. But while at the same time, Atlanta has this big road trip. This is if they're going to have any any chance to catch them. They go at the Dodgers for three games, Urias, uh, Bueller and Scherzer. And then they go to Colorado for four games. So really hideous week for uh, Braves pitchers. Like I cut Drew Smiley in the league. He's got two starts this week and I just don't want any part of him. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you yeah. know, Noah was available in one of my leagues. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't, I can't use them. So not even going to bid. It, it is tough. I have smiling one league to a 15 team and I held him, but I'm definitely not starting. I just don't think, uh, yeah. he's, he's fringy enough that, uh, maybe get some strikeouts out of that, but at core is at Dodger stadium. I just don't think he played, he's a uh, home Miami the next week. So I looked ahead. If it had been a bad start the week after, I think I would have cut him, but, uh, I figured I'd bench him this week and then see what happens. But uh, I just – I can't fathom using that unless you're, like, so far ahead or behind in ratios. It doesn't matter. You just need the wins and Ks. But uh, I just think that's too dangerous. Yeah. By the way, uh, a little while we're talking Braves here for a little bit, a little yeah. bit of an appreciation for Charlie Morton. After the bad start against the Jays, he had a 508 ERA 
and a 144 whip. You know, he is down to 360 and 110 for the season wow. with 173 strikeouts and 145 innings. You know, and has gone out there every fifth day and made his starts. So he's got 26 starts. I mean, that's uh, that's a that's the stat you always want from Morton is just yeah. those, to go out there. Yeah, I love the Ray. I love a lot of the things the Rays do, but they done screwed up that one. Uh, they could have had him at a very reasonable rate. They non tendered him and st- they, they didn't pick up any, or maybe they didn't pick up a very reasonable option on him. Uh, Yet somehow they, the somehow the Rays never lose. Yeah, I know. Uh, that, that's <laughs> the crazy. The craziest paradox. stat is that the Yankees like went two weeks without losing, and in the last ten days the Rays have gained a game on the Yankees. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the Reds and Brewers. When the Reds had a huge hot streak, they gained no ground on the Brewers. Yeah, uh, and then of course the Brewers took two out of three this past week. So pretty much ending the well, not pretty much it ended the NL Central race, which was already on its death throes anyhow. How do you feel about the uh, how do you feel about the wild card right now? You guys, the, the Reds are a game and a half ahead of San Diego, three and a half ahead of St. Louis, four ahead of the Phillies. It's kind of all the teams that are in the mix. And, you know, even the Cardinals of Phillies, it's tough to gain that much ground in five weeks with two teams, but it's possible. How are you feeling about it? Uh, you got to feel pretty good that we're at August 29th and you guys are in a playoff spot. I don't think you fully expected that. Right. Uh, we're missing Jesse Winker really hard yeah. right now. Uh, he got shut and down by, oh, no, just granted, started. today was against the lefty, but, and Luzardo, but. Oh, that, I was just say, Lazardo finally pitched. Uh, finally pitched a really good game. It'd been he a long, a long time, and I, I hope he gets it going. I do. I do really like the guy, and I'd like to see him do well. I know that uh, people think that just because he tried from the A's, I don't want him to do well. But I, I like him. I hope he does well. And it's been so rough, and it's just been so surprising. Like I, I think I mentioned on Twitter that I expected, you know, maybe some limited innings, maybe some tough with the wins, maybe not as many K's you want because I think they'll limit his innings. But I didn't think he'd be just flat out terrible all year, and he has been. So it's really good to see him kind of show what he can do today. Yeah, lefties just have their way with the reds um it, it's it's a weird little thing yeah even castellanos is worse against lefties uh, and suarez is just terrible suarez isn't even playing anymore right i saw he had five at bats or something this week he he only starts against lefties yeah. uh and he, he's just he's just bad uh gutierrez had a, a rare bad start uh, he had been re- really good lately and then the marlins took two out of three from the reds this weekend so that was that was kind of like similar to how the cubs took two out of three from the reds a week ago it's just you can't afford that yeah, you look back and you'll be like, yeah, we got to beat. You have to, you have to beat the bad teams if you're gonna. I mean, you look at like the Rays. We talk about how good they are. They're seventeen and one against the Orioles this year. That's ludicrous. Eighteen and one. It is seventeen one. Yeah. It must be eighteen one because they play nineteen games, right? Yeah, right? I think that. Yeah, so it must so be like, eighteen and one. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. And that, unless they had a rain delay or something, but that that's I mean that's just sixteen games over five hundred against one team. I mean, it's just incredible what that does for your record. Yep. Yep. So let's see. That gets about it for this week. I have one quick uh, baseball question for you that's not fancy. Can I ask you that? Yes, you may. I'm watching the A's game tonight, and I'm thinking about, you know, talking about this. I've been an A's fan forever. They're talking about all the 80s stuff. They're talking about the 81 ALC- ALCS game. I was actually at that game. I was very, very, very young. I'm, not, I'm old, but not quite that old. But So what do you do? If the A's leave Oakland in an acrimonious fashion, it's back and forth, and it's not looking great, and move to Las Vegas, do I stay an A's fan? Do I find somebody else? What? Do you, how? What's the uh, what's the rules for that? Because I'm pretty loyal with teams, but I don't know how I uh, if they leave the city that I kind of grew up with them in. If they leave, what I do with that? Uh, it's a tough call. It is uh, right. It's like a if really they were just tough call. If like the city wouldn't do anything and they were like screw you guys and left, like I probably you'd probably stick with them, especially in Vegas. It's I mean closer to me than Oakland is, but if they leave on bad terms and kind of bail on the city and all that stuff, like I just and they I can't stand their owner as it is. So if he like takes the money, grabs somewhere else. It's going to be tough for me to like watch games and really get fired up, but I don't know why I do. I can't think I'm a Dodger fan. I live down here. 
can't, can't be a Giants fan. Can't be a Giants fan. Dodgers fans too easy. Like I can't be an Angels fan. You have so many, uh, so many, so much A's gear too. I have a so lot many, of A's so much gear. Memorabilia. Like, yeah. Can you and so many memories and history, but like a lot of that is in Oakland. I don't know what. I don't know how that works. I. Um, that's a. I, maybe it's o- a. Maybe it's a gut feeling when they play the first game. How you feel about it? I don't know. Because o- Oakland ain't getting a, a replacement franchise. If they leave, uh, it's no. it. And so that would be no more three Bushwood. three teams in two years that left the city. I mean, the Warriors stayed local, but I mean, essentially left the city of Oakland to go to San Francisco, and obviously the Raiders yeah. went to Vegas. But I don't know. I and I I don't uh, I like the Warriors ownership, and they're very good with Oakland and all that kind of stuff too. So I have no real problems there. And they they built their own stadium with their own money too, which I have a lot of respect for. Um, but I don't know if the if the A's I don't like the owner anyway. If they take the money grab, that's gonna be a tough that's gonna be a tough life call for me right there. It is. Um, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think you just become a fan of your players. I, that my 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 go go to default was like I guess I'm just rooting for my main event teams and call it a day. Yeah, I mean, some I know a lot of people have kind of already gotten there uh, yeah. with that, but I enjoy having a team to root for though. But I just I don't know. I think I, I probably would get there eventually. And my wife's a big A's fan, and she'd probably stick with them. So I probably would just kind of you know piggyback on that. But it, I think it'd be tough for me. I think it would be exceptionally difficult yeah. uh, because of you know the nature of how this goes. I mean, it would yeah. be one thing that like. The city was really putting the screws to them. It'd be right. one thing, but they're not. No, I don't. I, don't, I get the feeling that they're more like inefficient and difficult, but I don't think they're putting the screws to them at all. Yeah. So anyway, let's jump into uh, Fab. I just want to ask you the question, but first a note from our uh, sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Jeff, we're coming out of the end with people with, uh, you know, fab money and all that, but there were some names out there. I think the biggest one was, it was funny, one enough that broke during our podcast last week. And um, I probably uh, was unethical and took Ed, Edward Cabrera from you in our, in our Yahoo friends and family. As no, that's broke, totally, as, that's totally as, fine. As you but. broke the news to me, I felt bad. We had five shutout innings. I felt bad, but then he got hit a little bit. I didn't feel quite as bad, but mm-hmm. uh, first start was six and a third, four hits, three walks, three and runs. Neither of us are going to win that league end either, which I think makes a difference. Um, right. 2021 in the minors, you know, he was a uh, career bear has been impressive. 61 and a third, 2.93 area, 1.14 whip over a 34% K rate at each level. So far this year in the minors, um, this might be the last uh, big pitching name. Probably is last pitching, big, big pitching name. We get called up. Uh, how are you on, uh, on Cabrera this week? Looking to, uh, to, to grab him and uh, kind of bolster your staff. I think I got beat out on him everywhere. I had bids in every league on him, but I, I just didn't get him. Uh, it's, Kind of annoying, actually. Is he like 30s to 40s right in there with the amount of money people have? Somewhere in that range? Yeah. That, yeah that, that's mine too. Well, I'll, some, some of it was crazy, though. There, it, So here, I'll, you know, one of my mains, he was pretty affordable, 13 to 12. I, oh, I wow. prioritize, but I prioritize Corey Kluber because he's got two starts this week. I know we're going to talk about him in a second. Yeah. Another one, 34 to 21. That's a main. Uh, and an online... Uh, I think he's gone or he was held or something like that. Cause he, he might, again, might, not get, might not get picked up on online either. Yeah, that's possible. We were only yeah. six moves in that league. Yeah. Uh, it's the one that Dalton's just been going wire to wire on. So, so, uh, so, so every league Dalton's in pretty much. Yeah. And yogurt, he went, Oh, check this out though. And yogurt, he went for two seventy seven. <laughs> Someone hadn't bid in like three months and figured I had money. Might as well do it. Pretty much. I think. My uh, my yogurt league had four teams make bids this week. Uh, mine's pretty robust, actually. Yeah, I saw. I, I was talking back and forth with somebody. I think it was Brock on Twitter. It was like ten teams. It was like four. Yeah, four teams. And I'm one of them. I'm not even in contention, but I'm one of them. I just, you know, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna try and get Keybert Reeves and gonna keep playing this out. And uh, uh, nobody, nobody was the backup bid for him, and only four teams made bids. The whole thing. So it's. Uh, I think people are in uh, in foot, football mode, and if they're not contention, they're kind of in in shutdown mode and headed towards you know school starting all kinds. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, uh, you know my te- my yogurt league is pretty active still. Um, and I think there were like about fifteen, to, you know, eighteen probably eighteen players picked up or so. I picked up two. Picked up Jesus Sanchez and Corey Dickerson. Um, I'm quite proud of now. I just needed outfielders. Yeah. Hey, Corey Dicker, Corey Dickerson's playing every time yeah. they face a righty in a, a lineup where you know if you fall over and end up on first base, you're going to score or have an RBI or something. They just they just exactly. Score. Yeah. And you know, Biggio, I don't know if he's going to come back. You know, and if he does, I don't think he plays very much. Yeah, yeah. It's what not, a, it's what not a like disappointment this year. Yeah, it's not like he's so good. Like we need to get him back. I mean, I think that they're going to uh, tell him to take his time, and if he comes back, I think he plays twice a week or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then, I, and then I look at my main event. I, anybody I try and – my main event, I'm actually competitive, and anybody I try to sneak through gets outbid. We had 36 pickups in that bid. So, it's like, everybody's still bidding. Everybody's making multiple moves. It's because we have, like, seven teams of cash. So, it's one of those things that's right. very not separated. So, it's uh, – anybody I try to sneak through, I even try to get Glenn Otto through there. He went for 25. Uh, I try to get Nick Pavetta, who I've never been a fan of, but he went for 37. It's just everybody was uh, – it, it's just kind of everybody that has money was going that 30 to 40 range, and I was in more in the – you know, 10 to 20 range. It just didn't work out this week. Yeah, for sure. I picked up uh Corey Kluber 38 to two. Right. I, I, I don't understand how I, it wasn't more robust. I guess I, I'm the, I'm the idiot who overbid. I, so I think it's a, how deep is going to go into games here for a couple weeks? They, they actually had sure. an interview with, with Boone in during the game. He said, he's going to throw his 65 to 70 to 75 somewhere in there. So maybe figure that, mm. but he said, 
he said, I want to get some length out of him. So I think it's like, I think he's 75. You get four innings, maybe something like that. But I think maybe the second start, I think five is possible in that second start. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's why it was, it was tepid bidding, but I uh, just saw the two starts against the angels and the Orioles. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go get them. Yeah. I mean, worst case you, you hope that you get some good innings. I mean, Kluber been good. He had 3.04 yeah. area and 53 innings, 25% strike. rate. the walks are a little high at 10 and a half, but that's usually not a problem for him. A really good offense. If you need wins. I mean, if he's, if he's thrown five innings or six innings and starts in September, I mean, those are good chances for wins. I mean, that, that, that offense is rolling right now. It is. Uh, and then he gets the Mets next week, too. So that that's okay also. I how, was, that. how was today for the Mets? What a day. <laughs> what a they, day. The craziest thing is they won today. It was like it, they won. And uh, yeah. what a, I just uh, – Baez's press conference was horrible. Like, Yeah, and, just, but the statement by Alderson wasn't much better either. Just like go – let's let it go. Just, I, yeah, right. If you just like make it, make it. Oh, this is dumb. Let it go. Like I'd probably just move over. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Baez just seemed. I don't know. He seemed. Uh, he just. It wasn't. He was not. It was not a good look for him. It was not. Uh, I get that they're upset. The fans are booing him and all that. But like, I just, he just, he just got to let it. Everybody's got that long suffering that he's been doing in front of Mets fans for right? so long. That's the problem. Like yeah. he's there for four years and has given the heart and soul. Now they're booing him. Like I kind of get it. But he's been there for what? Four weeks? Six? Five yeah. weeks? And he was hurt for a good chunk of that. And hasn't done a lot with it. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. And you know, I mean, you're in New York. If you're in New York or Philly or Boston, like, you get some of that. It's it's really great when you're winning, and it's not so great when you're losing. I mean, if you're in Pittsburgh, you know, you're not going to get booed, but it's not going to, you know, it's, it's, you're going to lose a lot of games. I just, uh, I think you got to have to, I mean, I get he didn't, like, pick to go there. He was traded there. We got to think maybe he had a little bit of say, but it was a, it was a bad look. Yeah, and, well, it, Lindor jumping in on that too. I yeah. mean, who's having a hideous season, signed a yeah. massive contract. Right. And this has been a really awful stretch for the yeah. Mets too. Like yeah. if, really I were Mets, if I were a Mets fan, I think Lindor doing it pissed me off more than Baez because he just signed for what is it? Nine, nine, 10 years or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's rough in, in, uh, in New York. That is funny. I had a couple after the A's butchered that one. I had a, a comment on Twitter about how bad it was to be an A's fan. And like three different people jumped in with a, you could be worse. You could be a Mets fan. So I was, uh, yeah. I, I understand that it was a, it was a rough day to, uh, to be, it's been a rough, like three weeks to be a Mets fan. Cause they were, they were kind of in control of that division and you just snapped and like they're in third place. And they were at one point, I think it was yesterday before they were closer to last than first, which is pretty wild considering where they were a month ago. Yeah, but the thing is, even when they were in first place, they had like a break-even run differential. You know, yeah. they weren't in their offense was hideous. It was the second lowest scoring offense in the National League. So, but I think you just looked at the division, and after Acuna got hurt, and you're like, "This is theirs to take." And just uh, they said, so "Do much. not want." Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, other pitchers. I mentioned Glenn Otto. He's a uh, pitcher for the Rangers. Looked really good in his first start. Five scoreless against the the mighty Astros. Uh, you look at his minor league stuff. He uh, pitched in Double A and Triple A this year. Ninety five innings, a three point two ERA, one point oh one WHIP, a really good WHIP number there. Um, really good K to walk numbers, a twelve point six Ks per nine in the minors with a two point three walks per nine. Mm-hmm. As I got kind of more into my research, uh, Otto uh, moved up to my list. He was right behind Cabrera and Kluber for me. Yeah, I was I was bump, moving him up a little bit too. And I think it, if I recall correctly, his start this week isn't that bad either. At the Angels. Uh, at the Angels. Okay, that's not great either because they don't strike out a lot. Um, I know Tani can get you. And then at the A's. Hey, but but Trout's, A's. Run, Trout's running the bases aggressively, so maybe he'll be back uh, sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's been a weird injury. Who? who yeah, who exactly, right? Yeah. Weird. Strange. Like, I just – and when it happened, it's like, oh, maybe he's going to be out a couple days, and it's been, what, three months? It's just – yeah. It's – and all the reports are so weird, too. It's like 
He's yeah. running in a straight line. He's running aggressively. Like he's just not doing anything. It's I guess maybe yeah, they have no they have no reason to push him back, but you think he'd want to get back too? I don't know. Yeah. But I, I liked I liked Otto. I got him in one of the mains uh, for seven bucks. Then he went for twenty five. My other one, where I actually needed him more, but uh, that's always the way it works, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think it's an interesting arm. I think it's someone that they're going to give a shot to. Let him start every fifth or sixth day, depending on how they want to run the rotation uh, down the stretch. I think that uh, you know guys like this who strike guys out maybe can be you know fairly kind of neutral ratio wise are, are pretty valuable down the stretch here. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you know he has some, some pedigree. Came over in the Gallo trade, so yeah. Uh, we have a couple of guys coming back from injury that were mildly interesting. Matthew Boyd is expected back this weekend against our Reds in Cincinnati. Uh, has been good at ratio-wise, at least so far. 3.44 ERA in 70 innings before he got injured. Weird, strange K-rate drop-off, though. He's a 30% K-rate guy in 2019. He's 18.8% this year. It's just there's a, that slider that was just unbelievably nasty in 2019 just never really came back last year or this year. Yeah. Uh, were you in on Boyd at all? I don't know if he was available anywhere, but would you have been on him in, in a kind of a 12 or a more shallow league? Contingency pick. Um, you know, the thing is, he pitched today. He, uh, yeah, you know, he had five Ks and four innings, lost to the G- Blue Jays, a team that's just stacked with righties. So, that's a pretty tough ask, and he, he threw four innings. Would have liked him to go deeper, but it's his first game back. He does, I mean, we we just mentioned how the Reds have trouble against lefties, so he did, yeah. That that could be a decent start. Then they get the Rays the next start. Eh, I don't know. And the problem is, I just see the four innings, and that that's the thing that yeah. kind of worries me a little bit because I could see that happening again too. And on a team that you know, it's one of their veterans. They probably need to push him. He's been injured. Like mm-hmm. it's not like Glenn Otto where. The Rangers want to see what we got in this guy, and maybe he can throw five or six innings. I just, you know, anytime boy gets any kind of trouble, I imagine they just take him out and don't worry about right. it too much. Uh, the other guy coming back, 62% owned in 12 teamers, is Chris Paddock. And he's been the guy that uh, everybody loved two years ago, that everybody loved in drafts last year, didn't work out well, and it's been bad this year. 5.13 ERA across 93 innings. He's at Arizona this week, which, you know, pretty good start to start. And then he's at Houston, the second part of the, or he's against Houston at home. Um, but a scary start there anytime you face the Astros. Um, great walk rate as always, but the, the K rate's down 22.5%. Um, the offense should score some runs. So if you need wins, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the strikeouts are not huge, but if you need some wins, so he's a good spot for that. Um, his FIP, if you want to believe in that, is 3.73. So maybe he's pitched a little better than uh, than his numbers show. Uh, left on base percentage is 61%. So he's really struggled with guys on base. And maybe you figure that regresses a little bit, you can get back to normal. But every time I watch him pitch, it seems like he gives up a lot of rockets. Seems like he also nibbles a lot too. Um, because Probably because he, he gives up so many rockets, he's like, I'm yeah. staying out of the strike zone. It doesn't, and I don't know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work. I wish the ordering were different. That his first start would be against the Astros. The reason for that is I don't think he'll go deep in his first start back. Yeah, second start against Arizona. Well, maybe he could go deeper in that one, but you know, unfortunately, it's the other way around. Uh, and then he gets the Dodgers next week's uh, next week too. So, eh, I think maybe, that's maybe maybe the Dodgers will throw out their B lineup again. Yeah, maybe they'll let uh, uh, you know someone. Chris Taylor to, pitch three innings. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, you beat me to the joke. I couldn't think. <laughs> I was trying to go with someone even like, you know, Albert Pujols pitching. Yeah, let's, oh, let's do that. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, I just I, I have trouble trusting Paddock. I think in a deeper league I would have grabbed him, but in a twelve teamer, um, I kind of thought with you that second start, which you know you're getting up the five or six innings maybe is against Houston. I just. I don't know. I just I don't trust the guy right now. It'll be an interesting kind of offseason deep dive to see where he goes, uh, you know, draft wise next year. But uh, I'm out right now. Yep. Closer land got a little interesting with in a couple spots this week. You know, usually like by this point, you know, kind of guys are where they are. But Matt Barnes and uh, Daniel Bard just kind of exploded this week. Uh, they both looked really bad yeah. um, in Boston. Barnes has been a mess. Um, Adam Adam Adovino got the last two saves for them. 
Uh, you look at closer to Adovino, like 3.46 ERA in 52 innings. He's been good in August if you just look at the ERA, 1.8 ERA. But seven strikeouts and seven walks. His walk rate's at 13.2%. Um, this scares me. Like his, his K rate's down at 24%, so he's not the big uh, K slider, you know, the K rate with that slider like he used to be. I bid him in a couple spots just because, you know, closers are closers, and he's closing for a, a good team that's winning games. But uh, right. I'll admit, he's, he scares me a little bit. I'm, I think he's pretty blown up, uh, blow up prone with, uh, with all the walks. I'd agree with that. I, I, I think though, at the same time, if you need saves, there's a yep. month left. You can't afford to be choosy. You go after Adovino, you go after Estevis. And, and the Red Sox are a good team. I mean, they should. Yeah. You, we worry about you know someone like the Rockies winning games, but the Rocky, the Red Sox are going to win games. Yeah, and of course, the day that Adovino is down today, the Red Sox bullpen blows it. Yep. So uh, you know, it, by default, he almost gets a little bit more. Uh, Do you see how little. Cleveland scored that last run? The uh, the runner interference yeah. around second base on a play, Mercado running into the guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the funny thing though is it almost it was almost at both base, second and third. Yeah. The, for some reason, the pitcher was standing on third base, uh, <laughs> and he had to jump out of the way at the last second. Um, it was a really weird play. Like it is. There was a lot of weird plays and weird umpiring yeah. this week. And there was a there was a review in the A's game yesterday. Like I get that I'm biased, but like it was so egregiously bad. And like bad calls happen. And they went to replay, and I went and got food or something. Like I'll wait for this because it's gonna be overturned. They didn't overturn. I was like, I don't even know how that works. It was like a five second overturn, and like the A's announcers were just unbelievably what? pissed off. But you know our A's a horrible they... call. Our A's suck at replay. I mean, they that's do. all They're there terrible. is to it. They had, they had an overturn today that they got him a run. Canna uh, beat a play. At yeah, first. that's true. On the double like, play, yeah. The umpire probably should have got that right the first time because it wasn't. It wasn't. It was pretty mm-hmm. bang bang, but it was one that you probably should get right. But with a big dramatic flare and all that. Of yeah. course, I just yeah. I, when you get a replay though, and it's like that obvious. I just don't know. I don't know what happens in the replay room. I just like, don't know what they're looking at. There's times where the A's the other way, like Charlie Marte was out at third and I was like, Oh, he's out. It's a bad call. And I get it. But I was just, it's, it's weird. We just get really yeah. bad replays. It is. It is weird. Um, you mentioned Carlos Estevez in Colorado, 4.08 ERA in 46 innings. Um, guy throws hard, 97 miles an hour, but um, you know, only a 23.4% uh, K rate, 8% walk rate. So he's kind of, just kind of a guy like is uh, you can see the stuff is there. You can see maybe some upside there. If he kind of harnesses it and figures it out. Uh, Daniel Bard's been a nightmare. He had eight earned runs allowed just this week alone. I think it th- cost mm-hmm. three outings too. Not like it was one big outing. Like he gave four and then three and then two or whatever it was four two two. I forget what it was, but every time he came in, he gave a hit or a walk and then a home run. Like I think he gave three home runs this week and it was ugly and bad. And I just, I can't imagine they go back to him at least for a couple weeks here. They said that they're going to kind of, see and then maybe go back to him but i mean why and he's what 36 like they have no reason to go back to a guy to see what they have i mean you'd think that maybe they a month of a Stevens might make sense to see what they've got there if he could do it for next year yeah so the funny thing is fred and i talked about bard on tuesday uh before he had his latest like range of bad outings but tw- if you told me at the beginning of the season daniel bard would give you 20 20 saves yep seven wins and 65 k's and an ERA in the fours what price would you put on that? I mean, I, I I would certainly at his whatever his ADP his ADP wasn't high. It was probably like an 18th round guy. Um, I would eat I would eat the ratios all day for the the 20 Ks and the 20 saves and seven wins. Right, and so and is he, the problem is the RA now is five six. Like it's yeah. I was just gonna say as soon as we br- yeah. breed that into life, he, he decided just to go nuts bad. Uh, you know, eight runs and in, th- in in four outings. So 
Uh, yeah, two was, of those being, you know, and only 1.2 innings over those four outings. <laughs> he had a, he had a three runs and zero innings, I think, yesterday. But yep. he actually got dropped in my main event in the second week, and I picked him up. And I think that uh, it worked really well, although I'd like this week back. But I still think, knowing all I know, I still think I'd pick him up. Yeah, I mean, because closers are really darn hard to find, yeah. especially ones that get, you know, look at the Reds. I mean, they have like, they're, they're the poor man's raise in terms of getting guys to close games. Uh, I say poor man's because they're not actually good. They just spread them around anyhow. Yeah. So uh, let's jump into some hitters. Uh, but first a note from our sponsor, WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you with, with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now your exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want to break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino, take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Roto-Wire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, exclusive partner for Roto-Wire's fantasy podcast. So, Jeff, I think the big name in, in free agency was uh, Kiebert Ruiz. It was announced earlier this morning that he was uh, coming up and getting called up. And he he was actually one of those guys that was eligible because I think he had a couple games with the Dodgers early this year. So he was in the free agent pool, um, able to be picked up. Uh, obviously, I think he's like the number – he's like a top 20 prospect in all of baseball, not just in their system. I think he's – I saw he was 13th with you – I know, forget whose site that was on, but he was 13th somewhere. I think it's Baseball America maybe. So far in AAA, 21 home runs and 316 plate appearance, I think 310. You got really like that. I, I liked his profile – um, I think he seems like more of an average right now guy than a ton of power now. But from catcher, um, you know, you're not going to get someone this good for a second catcher. That it, it would be really nice. A guy that does not strike out very much. His K rate's 10% so far this year in AAA. Great contact rate through the minors. Um, I think he should play a lot. Obviously, I don't really know what the Nationals have in store for him, but I imagine they called him up to play a bunch. Yeah, uh, I, I would think so. I'd hope so, right? I would too. I mean, what else are you doing? Uh, but, you know, I did not get him. I did not get him. In one league, I got Alejandro Kirk. Uh, instead, I am pretty happy about that. And one of my mains, he went for like a buck or two. Uh, so I kind of failed on that. But then again, I mean, I say that, but my catchers are Christian Vasquez and Carson Kelly. I mean, like, I, I just, I don't, I have, I have Kirk and Zunino in one. And I decided yeah. that I'd rather, I'd rather have Ruiz, but I wasn't going to spend a lot of money on it. So I would just put five bucks on Ruiz. I was like, if I get him, I get him. But I like Kirk had 19 at bats this week. He, he cleaned up one of those games in a great lineup. I I didn't, I didn't really see a strong reason to move there. I picked him up yeah. in my other main where I was starting. Uh, I don't even know who I was starting, but I'm sure it was someone terrible because Wilson Contreras went on the aisle. So I was struggling there. I was starting, uh, oh, yo, hell, yo, hell, Pozo, which did not work very well. But um, no, so grab, you felt grab, like a Bozo. Feel like a bozo. Start pozo. I mean, yeah, it's, it's an easy work. campaign. Yeah. It was gonna be the next, yeah, Yasmin Mercedes, and that didn't work out either. But uh, I got Ruiz in that main, so I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to catch your bats. He's pretty darn elite prospect wise. Yeah, he is. He is. A lot of times, elite prospect catchers take a while to hit. That's that's the other thing too. Um, yeah. yeah, offense was tough this week though. I found that I like I found a lot more guys in the pitching side that I was at least remotely interesting bidding in. Uh, Edmund Sosa has been playing a lot for uh, per Paul Paul DeJong, is, uh, DeYoung. I always mess that up. I don't know what my yeah, deal is. Okay. There. DeYoung. DeYoung. Just think of sticks, Dennis DeYoung, and then you're fine. There's something DeJong in the Bay Area, like a museum or something, and I think it always sticks with me. Or Brandon uh, DeJong, the golfer. That's true too. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, golfers from 2003. Um, 
But Sosa's been playing a lot. He has seven hits the last three games. Um, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I looked a little deeper and, you know, four home runs, three stolen bases, and 241 plate appearances. If you need a little bit of batting average, you need a little playing time, I think he maybe works as like a middle in a deeper league, but not someone I was super excited about as I looked a little deeper in his profile. Yeah, I think – yeah, I, I think I used him in a couple places here and there. But, yeah, I, or I looked at – I think he was on my contingency list a couple places here and there, but that's about it. Yeah, I actually got him in one of my mains just kind of needing a backup middle and, and kind of went with that. But sure. we'll see. Uh, yeah. Playing a lot, so we'll see. Uh, did you do anything with any Rockies this week? I know there was a, there was a lot of Connor Joe love in 12-teamers who was still over there. Um, Sam Hilliard's playing most days, always, although he's hitting 200, but, uh, you know, has, has shown the the speed and power in AAA. But, you know, the Rockies are at three at Texas, four against the Braves at home. Were there any uh, any Rockies you were chasing? Rymel Tapia is back off the IL, so maybe that's going to affect uh, playing time for some of these other guys, too. So I was just, uh, I, I just yeah. never know. I never know what they're going to do. I think I already had Hilliard rostered somewhere, I think even in a 12, believe it or not, but which speaks volumes to how bad my outfield is. But, uh, n- no, I, I did not really get, jump into the Hilliard or Joe market. Um, Trevor story got a hit today, Jeff. I think they had a little ceremony after the game. It was, uh, yep. everybody had, everybody had tea. It was a good time. Uh, we talked about story last week. He was even worse. He was horrible this week. He had that double header. He was, I think he was zero for nine. Uh, yeah. Actually, actually one of those hit, games was like 13, 10. I, I think I like, Oh, the Rockies have 10 runs. I'm sure story went off and like it's over five. It was just, I actually took him out this week. I uh, he didn't play on Friday. He was kind of a little banged up. But uh, it's always fun to take your first round pick out and not really yeah. for injury purposes, just because he's not playing well. So I uh, I, put, I put Didi Gregorius in, in for him for the weekend, and it's uh, kind of it felt nice. We had two hits today. I obviously put him back in for this week, but it's been it's been rough. I know a lot of it depends on uh, where he signs, but where he ends up. But what are you going to do with him next year? Yeah, we talked about him a little bit last week. I don't I don't even know. It, it, so much depends on where he signs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like these last few months have been operations shut down and he's just kind of over it and maybe not. I think but you're I mean, right. And you look at like the X, X home run numbers and it, they all say he's not been quite as bad as he's actually been, but it's, uh, I don't know. I don't love a guy that doesn't try cause he doesn't get traded either. Like that doesn't fire me up too much either. But we, we can't assume that that's the truth either though. He just shut down that technically only shut down yeah. that one day. So I don't know. He just, yeah, I don't know if he's just frustrated or not there, but he's just, you know, not the same guy, but do you, what do you, what do you do if you're a team though? Do you, I mean, he's uh what is he third 28? So he's not, he's, he's in a prime age wise. Do you think he gets a large, massive long-term deal? Do you think this year's hurt him a lot that way? Do you think people hold course field against him with all the counting stats from the past? Maybe, but yeah, I yes think he, all. I, yeah, I think somebody goes after him. I hope the Reds go after him. Better him than Javi Baez, for instance. Um, I would I'd no more of this. Story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have story myself too. Yeah, the, well the, but you know the Reds in the and Baez. That's a that's a non-starter anyhow. Uh, I would think not. Right? History. Yeah, that's yeah. not uh, him and Amir Garrett are going to hang out together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I think Amir Garrett might be looking for work next year too, but we'll see. <laughs> that is true too. Uh, Edward Olivares, our old friend, is back. Ugh. He's got called up, uh, hits a pinch hit home run, then hits fourth today. So right, everybody's like, "Oh, the Royals love him. He's hitting fourth. Uh, did you bid on him? Do you think he's going back down? What the hell did you do? He's got, he's thirteen and twelve with uh, hitting two ninety eight triple A. Like, can we not send him back down, please? It's a trap. Yeah, uh, right. He also committed a big error today. Just oh, for he? the record, so uh, that it might shed some light on why the Royals don't like him, or at least why Matheny doesn't like him. And remember, you know, he, he's. He's making out that lineup card. Yeah, that's true. I had a couple small bids on him because I do think the power speed upside is intriguing, but sure, it's hard to really get too invested in a guy that literally might be in the minors in three days. So, 
Yeah, we uh, thought when he got called up last time that like, oh, right. okay, this is for good. You know, yeah. they they trade away Solaire. It's time. No, although they did designate the great Jared Dyson for assignment, so maybe they had to you know clear room for him. You know, that, that was the big thing. They were trying to showcase Dyson. Uh, it's funny, I big I massive honestly, windfall that they were going to get. I obviously follow baseball, watch a lot of games. I saw Jared Dyson in the dugout the other night, and I could not believe he was still in the Royals. I think I had fully forgotten that. Yeah, well, and then he got picked up. Yeah, picked up by somebody else. I, I'm trying to remember. Is it the Blue Jays? I think we're going. We're Jays. going to go Herb Washington. Uh, yep, Blue uh, Jays. Pinch runner only. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, he bats lefty, so maybe gets a pinch hit here and there. Yeah, I go pinch runner. Why would maybe you ever want him to hit? I mean, just I guess with, have a pinch which run. One, maybe maybe he's one of your roster expansion guys, and you pinch run him three times a week. I don't know. Yeah. Couple other guys on offense I want to talk about real quick, but first a note from our sponsor at uh, Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is fast approaching, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. Yahoo is also excited to announce that its platform will now be shark free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and being shark free, Yahoo is giving users the opportunity to claim free ten dollars in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free ten dollar con- contest entry credit to join the Yahoo Week One One Million Dollar Baller Contest. The $1 million baller contest features $200,000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of the players entered will be paid out, including first base receiving $100,000 and entry into the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at the MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.com, sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. Uh, so Jeff, this guy, uh, Brandon Marsh in, in, in Anaheim, Los Angeles, whatever you want to call it, only 37% owned in 12 teamers, you know, got dropped after he kind of started slow. Um, he's been on fire in August, hard hit rates, 41%. He's hitting, uh, he's hitting two, he's in 279 overall with one home run and three stone bases, 322 in August. Uh, after the slow start, he's really been coming on and he's actually taking at bats away. I mean, they brought up Joe Adele. We thought maybe Marsh would lose at bats, but it seems like Justin Upton's losing at bats. All those other guys are throwing the outfield. Uh, it seems like uh, Adele and Marsh are playing together most days. Now that you know Trout's not back, so that helps a little bit in that regard. But seven home runs and eighteen stolen bases in four hundred twelve play appearances in two thousand nineteen. Uh, were you jumping back in on on Marsh? There's not been a lot of power or speed here, but it seems like he's kind of coming together pretty well here. Yeah, who has two thumbs and had Brandon Marsh on his bench in an ale only league this, this week? Guy. Yeah, wow. is yeah, your I outfield suck. is your outfield that good? No, I just suck. Um, I, I did whatever. You make, did you make the decision, or you just figured you didn't have anybody to put in, so you just didn't do it? I have lots of outfielders in that league. Okay. I mean, it's like Kelnick I have in that league too. You know, that sort. Of, you know, I had lots of struggling guys. I'm never, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to mention Kelnick. Marsh maybe because I thought the Angels might. And then yeah. like, uh, it's funny. In another league, I was looking to see what was uh, uh, what, what like I saw Upton. I was looking for outfielders on the waiver wire. Like, okay, last 14 days, 103. What? Yeah, he had Upton had nine at bats this week. Like he just, he's not playing. Yeah. He, and he's been awful. It's funny. Cause I always, I sort by like at bats and percentage and Upton jumped out. He's like 80% owned or wherever it was. And nine at bats. I was like, Oh, skipping by that. Anybody that's not getting doubled at bats. It's uh, it's tough to play them right now. Yeah, it is. And not hitting well. It's just, there's not a lot to, a lot to like there, but I, I kind of like what I see from Marsh. I think that uh, he plays the outfield really well. He seems like, uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he, he and Adele are hitting like six and seven or seven, eight right now, but it's an interesting combo. As we kind of get in yeah. September, I think there's no reason. I mean, I think the Angels will just throw them out there every day. There's not going to, they're not gonna call them up. And eventually they play with Trout and be a really fun outfield, at least, especially defensively. And those guys can fly around pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I, they, they should have been doing this a month sooner than they did. 
Agreed there. I, I I held Joe Adele for a while thinking that they would, and I don't know if they're holding on hopes of contending or really didn't think Adele was ready, but uh, it seems like they finally have bought it and just kind of letting the guys play now. Right, right. You know, Otani has 40 home runs and 20 steals. That's an absurd season. And a three-year A. <laughs> yeah. And 19 There's, starts. I saw a stat today. Someone was talking about if he wins the MVP with the lowest batting average in the history of MVPs. I'm like, yeah, but those guys didn't strike out 120 guys with a three-year A. Like, come on. Right. It's – yeah, yeah, and and batting average means nothing anyhow. Yeah, I mean it was just it was just weird that was a thing. I was like, why are we sticking on that? He's doing everything else unbelievably well. Like, it's yeah. just some people hate. That's yeah. all they do. Uh, Mitch Garver went on the aisle this week, opening up catcher for Ryan Jeffers. Uh, you know, not really exciting, but if you need a second catcher, you got outbid on Ruiz. Uh, Kirk was not available. Um, I think Jeffers is all right. 11 home runs so far this year, 44.6% hard hit rate, a 14% barrel rate. I think he's a guy that uh, if you do the second catcher is, is a better shot than uh, a lot of these guys have been playing that, that are out there. that aren't going to give you much. I think at least, at least you get some pop out of this one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I have him in a couple of places and I've been holding on to because he, I think, well, towers, I have him, and you know, he draws walks. So it's an OBP league. So that in and of itself was yeah. useful. And the fact that he has a little bit of pop. Yeah. I'm interested in him. So let's jump into some news and notes. Uh, there's a there's a few here. Is there anybody else on Fab you really want to or we're into and you want to talk about? I think I hit them all, but I just wanted to make sure. Uh, let me double check real quick. Make sure I didn't forget anybody. Uh, I you know Kluber. We kind of t- we t- we talked about uh, Kirk. Got Pete Fairbanks in the league. He's back. Uh, there's the Rays. They don't have a traditional closer. They haven't had a traditional save in like a really I long they, time. I think they had five saves this week, and they were all more than one inning. Yep, which is uh, crazy. Yeah. The other guy is Brad Miller. You know, right. Hoskins out for the year. Yeah, Miller's right. going to get a lot of play, and he qualifies everywhere too. So he's he's going to play. I mean, he was get, already getting a handful of extra starts here and there anyways. Uh, Alec Bohm has been such a disappointment this year. He's, he's in AAA, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, and Hoskins out for the year. Real Muto got banged up a little bit today playing first base. All that it's so funny, like, oh, let's play with first base and keep him healthy today. And then he just would he have a bruise, something or other? I forget. It was a yeah, oh, sore left ankle. That's right. Yeah, and then make sure you like look closely in, in the 12s. You would be surprised who might be available. Grandall was available for me in one of my 12s. Wow, nobody had uh, it last week. Wow, Grandall and Darno. I was like, okay, well, I want one of the two at least. So I, I got him 33 unopposed because 12s are weird, and it doesn't matter because Dalton's winning anyhow. That's the right. thing that's so infuriating. I'm like. You guys, you're letting me have this. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just yeah. doesn't matter, dude. Can Whatever. you get up? Can you get up in a second? Uh, probably not. Yeah. But I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep grinding and try. Yeah, um, you be both. I mean, I think that uh, yeah. you know, if I'm in eighth in the league, I probably don't try as hard as I did May. But I'm setting my lineups. I'm making bids. You know, maybe I'm not uh, studying every single pitcher, but I'm still really active in these leagues. I mean, I think that uh, I don't know, kind of the way that I am in all my leagues. Yeah. One more guy. Yeah. Sutsugo. Yeah, he had a good week. He had like four home runs this week, right? Walk off homer today. Uh, you know, which was hey against the Cardinals. I don't I mean, mind fi- that. Finally, Alex Reyes walked a couple of guys, and someone made him pay for putting guys on base. Is about yeah, it's weird. Time. It's, it's crazy. weird. But Suzuko is not playing every day. Is the only problem. So I mean, I, I picked him up in a in a twelve, but I don't even know if I'm going to use him that much. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's eligible a couple spots too. I think that's an okay, yep. uh, okay bench bat if you need to use him for the you know, a weekend or something. It, it works pretty well. So for sure, let's jump into some news and notes. Uh, George Springer, uh, big news, says he expects to return Monday. So that was him saying that, rather than anybody else saying that. It was a quote from him, but it sounds mm-hmm. like he ran the bases pretty aggressively. Um, 
I know I need him back in a couple spots, but uh, I think, you know, if Toronto's going to make one last run here, I think that uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, they're, they're going to jump some teams. They got to jump the A's and the Red Sox and the Mariners. They're five and a half out of the second wild card. So it's a, a shot in the dark right now, but it's uh, among teams in the wild card race. They have double the one run difference of everybody else. So it's, it's been a weird mm-hmm. season in Toronto. So the way I handled quotes from him, uh, when they, no matter when the player, the player in question is the him, I always say, okay, if it's negative, believe it completely. Yeah. You know, if it's positive, <laughs> right. then okay, you got to take it with a little bit of grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's just, you know, with him, he, it, with, with him being Springer in this particular yeah. instance, it, you've had so many false starts. It's tough. Yeah. It's really tough to buy in. They do play on Monday. We'll see. Yeah. So we'll know. Yeah. They get Ellis, Aiken, and Harvey to start the week. Can so you really, can, really want this. Can he play, hit a home against Baltimore? Like, oh, give me that, please. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, you want him to come back badly. You know, if he if he, yeah. if he's back, you, of course, you're putting him in. You're not being cautious. You're just putting him in right away. Yeah, me too. I mean, if he's playing Monday, I'm putting him in. And if I get two at-bats, it gets hard again. Like, I just got to eat that. But I'm not, there's yeah. no way I'm missing. I'm missing that. Because last time he came back at Homer, like, his first five games. or was, was Yeah, that's right. Fire, so... Uh, Tim Anderson's been a weird one. We talked about him last week. He missed like three games last week with the leg soreness, came back, and he was out again today with leg soreness. Um, my concern, and if I were in a fantasy league here, is that the White Sox have zero reason not to push exactly. him. Zero reason to push him. They're 10 games up. Um, they need Tim Anderson. They're going to make a run in the playoffs. I just, I, I think that they're going to get this right. I think he, we, might, we, might, we might see a bunch of days off in September. I think you're right about that. Uh, yeah, like you said, there's just no reason to rush him back. I mean, the only thing I could think of, is like is if they're trying to like jostle for home field advantage. I still that, think that they're they're prioritizing getting Tim Anderson right over home field, probably. Right, and currently they're they're the three seed, by the way. Yeah, they're like a uh, game and a half behind Houston, something like that. Yeah, they are five hundred on the road, two, 20 games over five hundred at home. Yeah. This so is I a significant. It, it this yeah. is kind of an issue. Yeah, I I like that team in a short series though. Yeah, I do too. I like that team. Like, They're a fun team to watch. Yeah. You know that you could be a White Sox fan. There's there room on that bandwagon. I can't. I can. Can Larusa go somewhere else first? Mm, that's a good point. I but I, I think they set up well with the way their 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 top end pitching is really good, um, yep. and they score a lot of runs. It just I mean if they can hit good pitching, that to be. The, I think they set up really well for a short series. Maybe best of any of the of the three really good teams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, at least in the AL. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, NL teams are set up really nicely too. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. The Brewers have well, if they get Peralta back and fully fu- functional, yeah. I mean, that's a crazy good one-two-three. It is. Uh, the Dodgers have a crazy good one-two-three. Yeah, you know, and they could have one-two-three-four if they get Kershaw back. And the Giants hit nine home runs every game, so there's that. Well, there's that. They have 84 wins. What? <laughs> it's, it's best crazy. record in baseball. They are, and it's been that way since pretty much the start. It's in. It's been they've been they've held that title pretty uh, pretty well the entire way through. They're only two and a half up on the Dodgers, so it's going to be that series next weekend is going to be electric. It's going to be a huge series. I mean, the Giants be able to knock them out, or we're going to have an absolute battle down the stretch. Yeah, or it could be two out of three, and they move on, and it doesn't matter. But yeah, well, that's no fun, Jeff. I know, I know, I know. We want to believe the hype. Still a big series. It is. It is. Any, it's, anytime it's, those teams play, it's big. But you put this kind of uh, this kind of attention on it, it'll be it'll be big. One hundred percent. I mean, and the other thing too is, I mean. It, Winning the division is so massive. Huge. I mean, not only do you get this, you know, you don't avoid playing the one game playoff game, but then you you're drawing a better opponent in the next round of the playoffs. You, you, you know, if you're the wild card, you're, I think you're the road team, regardless of record. 
So, and pretty good chance where when it wins that division will have one seed throughout the whole way through. And then, I mean, the Brewers have a chance to catch up with them, but I, you, you figure whoever gets hot there is going to going to be the one seed. So it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, say what you want about Luis Castillo or Sonny Gray. Like, I don't think you want to bet one game against facing one of those guys. I mean, Luis Castillo can be on and shut you down, you know, matter yeah. what happened at the start of the year. But I mean, with his stuff, as long as the temperature is warm at the, at the stadium, I mean, that's, that's not a guy you want to go with the one game playoff and, and think you beat pretty easily. Yeah. I was, just, and I just had a Eureka nanosecond, which we talked about way earlier when it was Dodgers Padres is like, let's face it. The winner of that wildcard game is also then playing that top team in the NL West. Yep. So that's the crazy thing too. So, Oh, that's right. So the, they, we get we get you get Dodgers Giants turnaround pretty quick there, huh? Yeah, and that's best of five too, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you really want to you know avoid that. I mean, it, it's kind of weird that you know we're going to have the two best teams in the NL. I'm presuming the Dodgers are going to beat the Reds or the Padres, but just just for arguments, I mean, I know it's there's there's like a 45 percent chance the, right. the the other team still has a chance to win that game. But regardless, you know, it's like now we're that should be the NLCS. And then we're going to be robbed of that. If you're a Giants or a Giants fan, you had the best record in baseball. You win the division, and then you get Scherzer, the Dodgers. Bueller, yeah. Urias, maybe Kershaw in a five-game series just to jump it off. Like, holy hell. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bryant, speaking of the Giants, uh, missed his second straight game with tightness in his side. Uh, that's one you never like to hear because it's like one that, you know, now he plays and then goes back. Like, you just you hope he gets that right. But I, I side tightness just never seems to work out great. No, uh, probably a bench this week. Uh, if you do half weeks, at least maybe you can get him for the weekend. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, Wilson Contreras mentioned earlier he caught a bullpen on Saturday and ran the bases. I don't know how aggressively. I don't know how uh, where it came with the with the trout, but uh, rehab begins early next week. I think we'll be able to get Contreras in our lineups for the final four weeks of the season. It seems like. Yeah, uh, and again, what the Cubs have zero reason to rush. So if there if there's any little tweak whatsoever. Could be yeah. operation shutdown. Yeah, they shut him, shut him right back down. We're seeing that with some some guys. I, mean, I think they were seeing with like Pablo uh, Pablo Lopez in Miami. They shut yeah. him back down. I, I, we probably didn't see him again. So I didn't, I just assumed that was going to be the case all along too because yeah. it's a shoulder. Uh, yeah. That was an easy drop at the time. Shoulders in Miami have not worked out great this mm-hmm. year, unfortunately. Uh, Glaber Torres is going to be back on Friday. You know this Yankees uh, hot streak uh, was going, and we haven't really even missed him that much. But apparently he's going to be back. Um, does he slot right in and play every day? I suppose so, right? I mean, it's, it's perfect. He faced the Orioles in his first game in his first series back. Oh, so. they play the, over the weekend. Yeah, that that does yep. work well. And uh, I don't think they're. I think he'll push Wade or any of those guys uh, aside pretty quickly. Yeah, I would think so. Um, Anthony Discafani left Sunday with a trainer, but there was an update later that it was actually planned. And uh, Gap Gabe Hopper said they would do a piggyback start with him and Sammy Long. So I think Discafani's okay, but this has been a weird few weeks with him, kind of off and on the IL, where it just it hasn't worked very well. Yeah, there's some distrust. And guess what? He gets the Dodgers, the one team that beats him up. Beats so. him up badly, too. He gave 10 earned in one of those starts. There is, I have him in one league. There is no way I'm using him this week. Right. And guess what? The next And next week, Coors Field. Oh. But, by the way, and you've mentioned this before, but our, our projected starters grid is awesome. It's and great. The, you know, the other thing is we have a My Leagues feature, too. You can import your NFBC league. Oh, nice. Use the if you use the projected starters grid with conjunction of our my leagues feature, you can see which pitchers on that projected starters grid are available. Oh, that's is, cool too. So you're looking for a two star starter, it's right there. I mean, you see it, and you. So it is just like, your team. It does your league. Yeah. So it's oh, yeah. Cool. So your t- your the guys on your team are highlighted in green, and every you know the guys that are owned by other players are highlighted in gray, and then you still have and then the ones that aren't rostered are 
clear. You know, you just and you can see immediately. It's so if you're in the staff keeper league, 18 teamer with the, you know, you know, all that. Right. It's really humbling. You see like, oh, it's really bad. But for them, it it really is. It's a little bit of a cheat code if you're trying to save some time, especially now that it's football season, too. And now this that, is this it's is a time football saver. season. It's Sunday. Like there's gonna be games in two weeks, and you're doing yeah. trying to do fab when there's when the, the the one the one o'clock games on the Pacific Coast. You know, there's usually four or five games, and they're going on. Right. As fab goes on, and Sunday night football starts. The 49ers are playing. Like there's no way I'm looking at fab, and it's just it, it it's weird, but it yeah. gets tough. And like, there's just, back to school. Yeah. And there's you know you know like for us, soccer season started. We just had Aaron had her first soccer game today. So uh, for for this fall yes. season, so yeah. we st- we started we started kindergarten on Friday. There's just a lot going on, but yeah, you know, if the night like the Niners play a one o'clock game, I'm not starting Fab till four thirty. It's just kind of the way it is. Like I just I stop what I'm doing sixteen times. I guess seventeen times. Saturday night, night mode. Do the bat yeah. flip crazy method. You're gonna have. Uh, I mean, just... I'll have to do some Sunday morning as I'm watching the other games, kind of paying attention. But it's one of those things. The Niners play seventeen games a year. I watch those, and I'm starting Fab afterwards. So it's a real thing. I mean, people are out with friends watching football too. Like it's harder to, it, as it yeah. gets, you know, if you're single and you go out with friends or if you're married, like it's just those Sunday afternoons tend to get tougher in football season. Absolutely. So and, and uh, that's people, a quick way to save yourself, save yourself yeah. some time. Go ahead. What and, are you going to say? I think people know me well enough that I'm not going to say this product is great unless it is. I'm not employed by RotoWire, so I can say it. I used to use a different product and you and I talked about it about five years ago. I thought there was a product that was better than yours. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I think the RotoWire. Uh, the pitching, the starting pitcher grid is, is the best one out there. And I use it exclusively now. And I would not say that unless it was actually true. And I use it all day on Sunday. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, it's really good. Whoever runs it, is it Clay who is in charge of it? I don't know who runs it. It's probably a lot of people because it's right, a lot of hands on deck. But Clay, I'll runs. notice like I'll look and then I'll look 10 minutes later and there's something different because there was a piece of news that came out and then I'll go flip to the news. It's right there. It's just it, a lot of sites you get like that Sunday morning like picture of the grid and that's it. You guys get updated all day long. It's It's incredible how well it's done. Yeah, and even if Clay's not single-handedly doing it himself, he's delegating. You know, right. he's the one that's making sure that it gets done too. So he's in charge. I think Adam Wolf also does a lot too for that. So there I want to give him him. Adam Wolf not only does he do a lot, but he also does a lot of our notes. He's he's one of those key behind the scenes guys. Doesn't want to be a media guy at all. So I just want to make sure he gets a little bit of props for all the work he does. As someone who used to do the notes, at least for the A's for you guys, it's a, it's a really hard job, and it's one that is so valuable but so hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Trevor Rogers threw 71 pitches today in a rehab start. He's one guy the Marlins are planning on bringing back. He's supposed to start Friday against the Phillies. Um, are you throwing him back in your lineup for start one? Because I think I am if I don't have him anywhere. If I still have him, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, so. I'm going I'm to start him. Uh, Didi Gregorius, just a note, went on the paternity list today. He missed today's game, which means he might miss zero more games, one more game, or two more games. But uh, just a note that if you are starting Didi in your shortstop or middle slot, they do play tomorrow. That helps. You'll know if he's back yet, but he probably missing. He could miss one or two more games. Yeah, that's right. Um, how uh, how worried are you about Mike Mustakas? He left Saturday early, then missed Sunday with hip tightness. It just seems like it's one of those years for Mustakas. There's always something going on. Yeah, I mean, as a Reds fan, I'm worried. As a fantasy player, he's not on my radar right now. Yeah, I think that's he's a, a platoon player, and just yeah, I know. And the thing is, like Friday he had a big day too, but I just need to see more of it. So there's a couple players I want to talk about real quick before we get out of here, kind of with a, a, a now slant, but also a 2022 slant too. But uh, first a note from our sponsors at Thrive. The NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 guaranteed for NFL Week 1. 
With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on each game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you can claim your free RotoWire subscription. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And then play in your first paid contest and receive your free six-month RotoWire subscription. So, Jeff, I'm going to go a little bit homer here with the first guy here and talk about uh, Frankie Montas has been awesome. He, uh, he had yeah. a, kind of a little bit of a rough start to the year, and we are like, you know, is he ever going to be the pre-PED guy? You know, you and I both took him in 2019, the main event. We actually talked about him like five or like an hour before the draft. We were kind of having breakfast. We're like, we're looking at like the, the new splitter and everything's going on. We both we both ended up drafting him that year. But he's huge uh, Saturday. He has lost a bunch of games in a row. He threw seven shutout innings against the Yankees and just looked really good. Uh, you look at his stuff since the break, 2.16 ERA since the break, a 32.5% K rate since the break. It's 26% overall. He wasn't striking as many guys out the first half. Just kind of figuring out a way to get through. But he's striking guys out right now. The splitter's really effective. Um, he's turned into there with, with, with Chris Bassett out. Montez has turned their ace, and he's been he's been huge. He has. He has. Uh, yeah. Th- th- you know, earlier in the year, he was like a spot guy. You had to kind of pick your spots on him. Now he's just. I mean, uh, this week was one start against the Yankees, and I didn't even think about it. I just threw him. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with him next year? How is he? Are you comfortable with him being like your SP2, or do you need him to be lower down the list? Uh, that's a really good question. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on, on how it works out, but yeah, I think right in that range right there, probably a seventh roundish kind of guy, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll that's creep like into pick, that if he's not already there. Pick a hundred right there, somewhere in there. Yeah. I think maybe a little bit the earlier. Musgrove, this was the area like where Musgrove was getting drafted last year or this year, I should say like the right around that hundred pick. Musgrove threw a gem this week. Yeah. And that he did. And then Ryan Weathers just undid all that the Ryan, good Weathers, the Ryan Weathers has not been good you know he's been, a little bit of hype preseason he's been bad yeah early in the year he was he was good but he's yeah been he was having like good like rush lately three and yeah. four run outings he's been getting smoked yeah. Musgrove though 2.85 ERA like quietly gemming a lot it just doesn't feel like it but he just is yeah that's right uh CJ Crow was a guy that you and I talked about a bunch preseason you know moving to Coors Field we kind of liked him already um, it's a really slow start, but he's, he is on fire lately. He has 24 home runs now, kind of out of nowhere. He's had, uh, he's had 12 of those since the All-Star break. So he had 12 before, now 12 since, only 100, about 142 plate appearances, I think. It was uh, depending on how many he had today. Hit 275, too. Like, hard hit rates, only 38% of his barrel rates, 12.3. K rates, really good for a guy who hits a lot of home runs, 21.7%. Is he signed for next year? Is he Was he a one-year guy this year? I don't remember. Um, I, I would have to presume that he's one year guy because remember he was signed a minor league deal, didn't he? Oh, that's right. We we knew it was gonna be a major league deal, but I think you're right. I think it was a, a one year kind of proof. Yeah, he signed a one year one million dollar deal. Wow. You know, he he's, gets he's, every he, year he every gets year. screwed like that. I he mean dating back from when the Angels let him go, then the, or they traded him, didn't they? Yeah, the I think the Rays just cut him, right? They just waved him. Rays let him go. I think they non-tendered him. I think Minnesota did because, you know, he's starting to get expensive. You know what the thing is? It's always that idea is like, okay, power hitting right first baseman, but typically low OBP until this year, uh, low batting average, Other, uh, you know, Last year it got hurt, so you know whatever yeah. you can't really hold that. Against I see. Yeah, he threw out twenty twenty. He's hit twenty five home runs all the rest of the last three seasons. Yeah, and then also of course the you know there's not probably not any defensive value added there either. I think that's the thing that gets held against him. It's like, yeah, you don't. This is the type type of guy you get cheap because there's lots of them, unfortunately. 
We had a question in the chat uh, from Brad Johnson about Noah Syndergaard. It was a, there was a note this week uh, I saw from one of the beat writers that he's not he's not going to be allowed to throw any sliders the rest of the season. So he's trying to come back. He's going to make a rehab start today, but then he went on the COVID IL. Um, I think he was. I, I think it might be a short term thing though. But uh, how do you feel about Syndergaard? Do you need to see something from late this year? What the hell do you do with him next year? I, I am numb to Syndergaard. I feel nothing. Yeah. I don't know. No idea. Hasn't been. I haven't really been tracking him. I do have him in a keeper league, an NL only keeper league. I would like to see him, I guess, so I can help make have, make a somewhat informed decision on him next year. But man, I mean, I just have I have no feeling in on him at all. And the other thing is that last time he was healthy, he wasn't very good. Yeah, I think I think we had this thing in our head like as long as he's healthy, he'll be great. His ERA was four three in twenty nineteen in the full season. Yeah, was he healthy the whole time though? That, um, that's what no, I mean. Probably not, but he threw 197 innings and made 32 starts, and his K rate was uh, was down. It was down to 24 and a half percent, which is you know fine, but not what you expect from Syndergaard. The walks are pretty good. I just uh, you know he probably got a little bit unlucky that year. He's better than that, but it. it what, my point is, it's going to be. You look at start of 22 and 20. It's going to be three and a half years since he was really good in the majors. Yeah, that's right. Thor was terrible early in 2019. Yeah, yeah. he came on a little bit. I remember because I drafted him early that year. I think I set the yeah. min on him. I thought I was being really fancy there. And he was terrible yeah, early. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think he I think he got hot in the middle. Yeah. Hot in the middle, oh, then he, last couple starts trailed off again. My God, he was horrible last six starts of that season, too. Yeah. Whew. Wow, he was really bad. He had a nine earn run game, then four, 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 three down the stretch. Yeah. For a guy who throws as hard as he does and has like Great, crazy stuff. He's only had two 200 strikeout years. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see him. I want to see him in September. Yeah, I'd like to see him too, just to see what we got. But it's weird that you just wonder if that no sliders, is that a thing moving forward? Or is that just a thing right now? Like, I just don't know. We know. But if I mean, he can't throw that slider, then suddenly he goes from a kind of good strikeout pitcher to I don't even know if he's going to have that many strikeouts. Right. No idea. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Alex Race a little bit earlier. When we were talking about uh, him getting lit yeah. up with uh, Yoshi Tsugo. What do you do with Alex Reyes for 2022? Obviously, it's been a really good year. He's got a he's got a bunch of saves. He has a handful of wins, I think, too. Last time I, I looked at the manager, but you know the ERA is 2.9, but his FIPS 4.1 and he has five wins and 29 saves. Uh, ERA is 2.95, the FIPS 4.18. Uh, walk rate is 16 and a half percent. I don't think I'm going to be in on this. I realize that he has great stuff. Maybe he figures it out. I don't think I'm committing to the draft price next year at a 16 percent walk rate though. He might not even be the closer. It's true. I mean, it might, it, might, it might, the decision might be made for us, or at least it'll be like the Cardinals haven't named a closer yet. Oh, okay. We'll wait. Do you okay. think he's at risk for being out of the role, like starting right now? That's what our latest note says is the roles in flux that Schilt, after the contest, said will evaluate his role moving forward, according to Zach Grease Silver of MLB.com. Wild because the area is still under three, but it's been it's been a, after a a dream first half where it seemed like every time he walks somebody, he either got double play or got strikeouts in that mix. It's been he's given up runs in four of his last six outings, a couple of three run outings, and since the All Star break, it's been uh, the bumpiest we all expected. Finally, has come home to roost. Yeah, last sixty days, his ERA is five fourteen with a one forty eight WHIP. Yeah, I mean that's so, right there. That I'm, tells you enough right there. And that's not even like including today's outing. Oh so, really? Oh geez. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been rough. It'll be interesting to see what they do because I mean, I, I think at the, at the All Star break we're like, oh my god, it's going to be closer for a while, and now it's like, who knows where we're getting here? Oh, relievers, um, chickens yeah. roost. The other guy I wanted to ask about is kind of similar with a massive first half, and then it's been rough. He did have a really good weekend, but as a Adolis Garcia, 
Uh, he uh, he had been a huge slump, but he homered the last two days. I think we know the talents there, but the strikeouts are there too. I mean, he's got a he's got thirty four point six percent strikeout right in the second half, a massive number there. But overall, twenty nine home runs, eight stolen bases, sixty five runs, seventy seven RBIs, hit two fifty three, a really huge line. If you picked him up as a as an in fab, like even with the slump, he's been he's been someone that's paid off for you. But oh, since the All Star break before today, he's at two hundred three, six home runs, no stolen base, one hundred fifty six plate appearances. I think this is a a very much a fact of like teams finally adjusted to him. They figured out what he was doing, what he wasn't doing well. It's going to be a matter of uh, if adults can adjust back now. Aristides Aquino. Oh, I don't want that comp. Sorry. Yeah. That's what that's I'm a, giving you. It's a pretty good one though. How much did he, what do you have? Like, did he have like 25 home runs that first year? How many did he actually hit? Uh, it was less than that. Cause he didn't get called up until like August and then just had, went or like July and went nuts. But, uh, he had 19, 19 in 225 plate appearances. He had that, like, uh, one of the most you know, memorable months ever. And then September, yeah. he just got destroyed. Uh, so he, he he became the punished. He was the punisher, became the punished. So if that's your comp, you'd be pretty down on Garcia's draft price next year then. Correct. It's fair. I mean, hard hit numbers are really good. He hits the ball hard, 46%, 13% barrel rate. I just... I don't know if he get down to like a 26% strikeout guy, I think he'd be really, really good. I just don't know if that's in his profile. Yeah. I'm just looking at Kino and like his, his 2019. He has 14 homers in August. There, there was a there was a time there where he hit a home run every single day for it was, yep. it, was, it was like every day he was going yard. And then in September, he had a 52 WRC plus. 52. Did he get a real shot the next year to like uh, adjust no. back, or he never? Well, remember, there? last year was the two month thing, and that's right. Yeah. So no, uh, the answer is no. He did not uh, because he he's didn't up deserve now, it. But up now, but plays against lefties, kind of thing only. Yeah. In fact, if I recall correctly, he had been optioned to the Reds minor league camp in 2020 in March before COVID hit, and then I think because of all the COVID machinations, he was back on the roster, but he was horrible in 2020 whenever he did play. He's horrible now, unfortunately. Uh, I think Garcia is probably better than him, but and it's gonna be interesting. that's, I think that's every, the neighborhood he's shopping in. Everybody we play with is going to know all these stats and know what the second half was and know what the strikeout rate is. I just wonder if there's one guy in every league that's like, I'm going to take the upside and the risk, or if it's like everybody's going to avoid him to the point that maybe he's gonna get, he gets to be an interesting ADP kind of price. Okay, I'll give you the alternate story. Okay. Here, here's the alternate comp. Tyler O'Neill. Oh, there you go. I'll take that one. I mean, also, you know, prodigious strikeout rate, some speed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think O'Neill might have walked a little bit more, but uh, don't hold me to that. A little bit. He's So in the no, 20... 2019, more O'Neill was 35% strikeout rate and 6.6% walk rate. Garcia is like 4.9%. Just a little bit different, but uh, Garcia hits the ball a lot harder, at least uh, before O'Neill's 2021, where he's obviously ram. He's a huge hard hit and barrel guy this year. But yeah, um, Garcia, when he does make contact, though, it's it's really loud. Oh, it's ridiculous, and he's yeah. a great defender too. Yeah, I like him. I like watching him as a player. He's fun to watch. He's uh, but uh, I don't know. He just. The strike, strikeout rate is going to be really tough, especially batting average wise, to kind of get around that. You look at someone like O'Neill; right. he hit 173 last year. That's kind of always in the mix. You strike out that much, you get a little bit, a little bit of bad BABIP luck, and a little bit of things go sideways. And that batting average can, can create a pretty yeah. quickly, as we've seen in Garcia's second half. Right. I think the whole thing though is with those guys, you take the chance because the power speed combo is there, because and you're getting you're, you as long as you're getting the appropriate discount, which almost always you are. 
because people hate strikeouts in the yeah. people have become much smarter in leagues too. And like, I think, you know, eight years ago, Adolis Garcia would have been a really pumped up guy in drafts next year. And I think now everybody's going to be talking about 35% yep. strikeout rate. Everybody's going to talk about that. So I just wonder how much that gets pushed down. Right. Right. And he hasn't stolen base in the second half either. So maybe, maybe that power speed combo just becomes a power combo. Yeah. And that makes me far less interested, of course. Yeah. Course, I mean, if you're gonna get if you get 15 stolen bases against four, that makes that's a huge difference for his price. Yeah. By the way, Sterling Marte stealing bases is awesome. By the way. Yeah, just think if the A's would ever let him run. <laughs> they like this is the greenest of green lights. It's crazy. Like he's just going every single time. They know it's coming. He's still going anyway. It's 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 so awesome. It's and he's like so, the, he can't he can't get caught so much that he stole third the other day. He was out, but the Yankees were out of challenges, so he, he had to be safe anyway. Yeah. He's up to 42 stolen bases, yep. three caught, yep. three. Yep. And he hasn't awesome. been caught since we've been the A's. I think he has 20 steals now with the A's. That's, that's he's either he's either like a 19 for 19 or 20, something like that. It's it's been it's been a I, I I expected it to be good. I didn't expect him to turn into Ricky Henderson steals wise since he got there. I mean, he's still in base every other game. It's one going into uh, today tonight's game: 345, 379, 466, 20 for 20 in stolen bases with the A's. That, that's. <laughs> I mean, Carlos Beltran hit for more power within yeah. his rental period there, but what a hell of a contract push. Good for him. Hope yeah, he gets for paid. sure. I do, I do too. And it seems like everybody likes him. So um, it's, uh, he's been really fun to watch. It's weird when you get a guy like you get anybody on your favorite team, just watch them so much closer and so more often. Like I watch a lot of games, but there's, I pay a lot more attention to A's games. And when you see a guy play every day like that, you just realize how darn good the guy is all around. Yeah. So who, like, I'm trying to think of other like all time great trade deadline guys uh you know beltron we mentioned cc sabathia is one of the best rentals of all I was, time my, my i was gonna say Sabathia. i think randy johnson in houston was really good right oh yeah he went nuts that's right yeah, yeah. doyle was thinking- alexander was an amazing rental just came at a prodigious cost is that bagwell smoltz smoltz oh bagwell was larry alexander larry anderson yeah. larry anderson. larry anderson yeah but uh, doyle smoltz. alexander won like 10 games i think uh for for the tigers and the tigers made that had that one day play-in game against the blue jays made the playoffs that year uh so but they didn't win the world series so you know that's it, a damn that's a damn good memory on you right there yeah uh it's just it was one of the canonical trades though i mean uh that you just think of it and the thing is like it was a bad trade but it was a good trade you know it worked it did you what do it was the same, to you, do you do the same thing as i do and you can remember like everything from the 80s and 90s but nothing from the last 20 years or I just, you know, I can't remember like, birthdays you for throw shit. An, but, if you, you throw know. an 80s year at me and like ask me who won the World Series or something, I can tell you in two seconds, but you tell me like 2007 and I have no idea. Yeah, they're probably probably true. Probably is. Just, I think when you're younger, like dates and just stuff stick with you. Whereas if I could sit there and think about all the teams, I could probably figure out who won the World Series in the last 20 years, but it would take me a while. It would take me five seconds to do the 80s and 90s. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. did you collect baseball cards too? I, I, they're still in my house somewhere here, but yes. Do you collect baseball cards now? Uh, not really. I'm kind of, I kind of read about the hobby, but I don't actively uh, buy many cars. It's just like, I can't figure it out really. And everything's super expensive. And I just, uh, every time I, every time I think about it, I just get frustrated. And I do something else. <laughs> I think you know, when you're a kid, you can be totally immersed like that. And yeah. you know, now we have like stupid grown up responsibilities. And so right. even though we talk about baseball, fancy baseball for a living, it's just not the same. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. So Anybody else that you want to talk about? It kind of hit everybody that I had listed or that you had uh, thrown at me to. Anybody that uh, else that's on your mind you want to talk about? No, I'll probably like think of something right after we're done. But no, I think Usually. we're good for here. That's fine. You can just no, save it for next time. week. 
yeah. for next week. So thanks everyone for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast sponsored by WinBet. We always do appreciate it. We have had a good time talking all season. We've got another month here to uh, get through, hopefully help you uh, make a run in your leagues. We've got five weeks left, so hopefully we can uh, help you uh, make that final push to win some leagues here. That would be a good thing. Uh, if you could please, please rate or review the podcast, that'd be fantastic. Uh, it goes a long way towards helping the podcast, helping people find the podcast. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. If you want to hear us talk about golf Tuesday, we will be talking the gaming golf podcast. I think we're going to do a, uh, an episode for the, uh, the final event of the FedEx cup. I did hit Patrick Cantley this week at 22 to one. So if that helps you want to come listen, please do that. Uh, football, Jeff, you're gonna be doing podcasts all week, right? Yep. I'm also going to be doing a little video with Alan Soslowski, uh, post type sleepers. So that'll all be right. fun. A little YouTube thing either. Listen, I've got the pod, uh, on Monday, uh, Wednesday, you're going to have, uh, Eric Romoff, we're going to do pros with Joe's. It's a charity league, uh, so, so we're going to talk that up a little bit there. Still trying to get a baseball guest for Thursday, but uh, we'll have that taken care of soon. And then I'm off to the NFFC in Vegas uh, next Saturday. Oh, so busy, nice. busy week again. And I will be back on the football podcast officially live starting on Friday. We've been uh, we do nice. the DFS podcast. Andrew Laird. No, we've been kind of playing some old episodes talking about general DFS strategy, but uh, we're going back live this Friday. So if uh, if you want to hear me talk football, you can do uh, that. There, we'll be at you every week talking DFS uh, every Friday. So it should be fun there. Thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it as always. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Good luck in your leagues this week, and take care. <laughs>